as the crow flies or as the wane drives. <laughs> he chuckles to himself, wide open throttle, motherfucker! <laughs> The need for speed. Tasty. It's some of um, Shawnee's finest water. Not nearly as tasty as what we've got on the docket. What do we have on the docket? We got quite the offering from Mitchers. Did Did you already hit? You You did. You did. Probably. Yep. What Mo- was that wave? Months of the ago. Hand? Months ago. <laughs> Lovely. Welcome, dear listener, to the Savor the Burn podcast. I'm your host. Jonathan, across the table from me, uh, hitting the record button months ago, <laughs> is uh, Mr. Wizard Fingers W two. He's uh, he fixed a, a, a very weird uh, tech issue right before we hit record that it involved uh, a, a very long delay. Yeah. on my microphone. Thankfully, it was as easy as just shutting the program down and reopening it, and it came back up. Which fine, is not so. something I would have done. <laughs> my fingers would have said no and click, like click, freaked click, out. Click, oh, click. I would have made everything worse. Everything would have <laughs> yep. been worse. So it's either tech wizard fingers or just plain wizard fingers. So <laughs> now you have to deal with that for this episode. <laughs> Speaking of episodes, thank you for listening to uh, the Savor the Burn podcast on your favorite podcast app of choice. Uh, including, but not limited to, Spotify, Audible, Apple Podcasts, Google, Samsung, and... Uh, Amazon Music. Amazon Music. I'm going to write that down while I'm thinking about it. And uh, while talking about looking things up, uh, feel free to look us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and most especially YouTube. And um, send us uh, subscribes and likes and follows and all that stuff. And definitely check out the um, the website that uh, W2's put together, savertheburn.com. And we'll get to our contact information here uh, later on in the show. But until then, Mr. Wizard Fingers, <laughs> what, uh, what do we have on the docket today? What are we doing? I am very excited. So uh, before we visited... Buffalo Trace in Frankfort, Kentucky. We stopped in at Louisville, and uh, I got a chance to go visit and do a tour at Mitchers. Mm-hmm. So today we are going to crack open a bottle of their bourbon and their bottle of their sour mash. And they're both small batch. Everything Mitchers does is either single barrel or small batch. Huh. That is all they do. Okay. Um, While you were there, did you find out what their batch size was? Their batch size is uh, 20 to 24. Gallons? Uh, barrels. Barrels. Oh, okay. So, which is a fair amount of whiskey, but if you think about it... It is. 24 barrels really in... I forget what their production That would fit is. in this room. Oh, easily. Yeah. yeah, and still have plenty of room left over. Yeah. Boy, wouldn't the angels in this house be happy. (laughs) (laughs) They would sing. Singing. Maybe slur a little. (laughs) (laughs) Crooked halos. (laughs) Both of these bottles are small batch. Uh, Both of these are also part of their year-round offerings. So they, uh, they do a rye, they do a bourbon, a sour mash, and then they also do a American whiskey. I like it. I like it. Well, uh, what do you say we... Oh, no. Where are where are the glasses? Oh, oh they're behind me, aren't they? <laughs> well, let's take a short pause and let's we'll do it. do it. All right. So... So let's get at this. First up, we got the Mitchters Small Batch mm-hmm. Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And they call this one the US-1 Small Batch Bourbon Whiskey. 
Mm. Now that I think about it, I think the labeling on their four main offerings are all US 1 mm. versus their 10 and their 20 years are US 10, US 20. That makes sense. I don't remember how many photos I, I've shared with you at this point, but I, uh, I snapped a picture inside the distillery that I thought was super cool. On the wall, they had a, a wall hanging built that at the top of it had a whole series of barrel staves with all the different levels of char okay. done to them. And then down below that, they had a set of bottles that represented one month, one year, hmm. two years, three years, five years, eight years, something like that. I forget what the, the, the increments were, but you had super, super light to a very, very dark, hmm. very mature colored bottle. And, and I mean, looking at these, these are pretty far from a light color right. whiskey. So, you know, the, the deeper the color basically uh, indicates and, and kind of just shares, one, how long was it in the barrel? Mm-hmm. And two, it also what do they call that? Uh, the is it temperature t- temperature cycling? I think temp- temperature cycling. I think is is what it what they call it. You know, a lot of the distillers, especially in Kentucky, are full open air rec houses hmm. that at Buffalo Trace. A lot of those buildings had full open windows, bars on the windows, so you were not getting in there, mm-hmm. but full open windows. And whatever the weather is year round, that's what's it blows in there. on through. Uh, mixtures, they do temperature cycling. And so they will cool them down certain times of years. They will open up the windows and let the Kentucky heat, uh, let those barrels swell a little bit. And, you know, the more humid, the hotter it gets, Mm -hmm. um, those barrels swell, that liquid pushes out into the char that much farther, Hmm. which releases more of the flavor, more of the color that that we we see from their their stuff their uh their bourbon is uh bottled at uh 91.4 proof and they are a single cask bourbon yeah and you were saying earlier it's all small batch yep it's all small batch that that is anywhere from 20 to 24 barrels Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah that's not bad at all that's not bad at all well when we uh, pick it up we've already seen on the notes it says caramel you mean amber uh, Amber, i'm sorry (laughs) sorry anticipating smelling the caramel (laughs) oh yes because i mean something with this color on it's got to have something but uh yeah let's yeah the notes just say just uh an amber color that smells great but again i mean it is a very to me especially just having you know not necessarily comparing to others that we've had but Mm -hmm. but just thinking about the color of a lot of the other ones that we've tried to me this is a medium to a deep amber i mean there there's just a lot of rich color in this yeah there's there's caramel on it there's vanilla in it there's like maybe some fruit like stone fruit mm-hmm. something or other so at, at the uh the the tour that i did and and at the end when we had the tasting one of the things that they talked about and they had us do was really take it in on the nose one nostril at a time yeah i remember you told me that and he said it really kind of helps wake up both sides of your senses. And then after you've done that, get a, get a good whiff of that with, with the mouth partially open so that you actually get a little bit of that across the tongue. Smells good to me. I, I rose my, uh, my fist in triumph there for a second because I glanced down at the notes. And while the notes don't say caramel and vanilla, it does say dried fruits. So yep. finally, I'm in the ballpark on something <laughs> that it's on the nose. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a dried fruit kind of a note going on. It's really good. I like it. Now, before I read flavor, taste palette. Let's get it on the palate. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. They also told me, too, that every distillery has a very distinct uh, leg markings uh, with, with how it, it drips down there. And so... Yep. With, uh, with you, this you, one here, you've got the ribboning going down here, but mm-hmm. up at the top... It's pretty solid. You've got it. You've got another. You got yeah. You got something else going on there. It's, yeah. I don't think I've seen that before. If I have, I haven't noticed it. It's pretty cool. Hmm. Okay, so that was um, oakier than I thought it was going to be, and oak doesn't show up here on the taste on the flavor palette notes. Mm-hmm. I was uh, very surprised. You know, there's like the mouth burn. You know, from the mm-hmm. alcohol mm-hmm. part of it. Mm-hmm. That was prevalent. But I think that's probably because of the 91 proof. Uh, as far as below the mouth, like down the throat, there was nothing. Yeah. When I swallowed, yeah. I was just kind of waiting for it to kick in. And it never did. And I was like, wow, that's that's interesting. They spend a lot of time, every aspect of the tour, talking about how important quality ingredients were to them uh, and their, their process and all that. And one of the things that I think I've told you a couple times already, but one of the things that, that I took away that I thought was very, very noteworthy is the fact that the industry standard for what proof things go into the barrel at is 125 proof. So industry standard, most whiskeys will go into the barrel around 125 proof. And then when they're when they pull that out and they're ready to to bottle it, you know, there's a lot of whiskeys that are 80, 90, 94, and and up from there. But going into the barrel at 125, and then when you take it out of the barrel, getting it down to 80, as an example, you're cutting that whiskey pretty substantial. Yeah, big time. Mitchers, they put it in the barrel at 103. Huh. Okay. And then they're bringing it out at and uh, at 91.4. And so th- the way that they described that was either way you you're you're cutting down, you're adding water to get the proof you want, right? Mm-hmm. They're putting that water in up front to get it down to 103 before they going into the barrel and then that water that they're cutting it down with is then aging throughout the duration of the aging process and then when they pull it out they don't have as far to then cut it down to where they need it to be for the for the bottle versus other distillers they're putting it in at the higher proof when they're pulling it out of the out of the the barrel to to bottle it, they're then diluting it. That that really is a mm-hmm. dilution of their product because they're just adding water and you after don't consider the aging that process. A dilution before they put it in the barrel. It is, but because it's going into the barrel with everything else, it's aging and marrying everything else throughout the. In this case. It's sitting in the barrel with everything else for eight years versus going into the bottle after the fact mm-hmm. with it. For what that's worth, I think I think it makes them a pretty good product. And and I, I think, to me, it shows in the color and a lot of the, the taste profiles. And when it says single cask, mm-hmm. I'm not sure we've discussed this on air. When it says cask, mm-hmm. it means barrel? Yep. Okay. Yeah, cask is barrel. So it, it lives its entire life in a single barrel. This is basically what that means. But it's not single barrel, but it's uh, it, it is blended right within the batch. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole batch is dumped in a big dumped and then container yep. and then stirred up and then poured out. Mm-hmm. 
the notes on here are pretty dead on because uh, it's rich and potent with spice, cinnamon, and pepper on the palate. And mm-hmm. the pepper lingers on the finish. And I was going to say, um, to me, this is like, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of rye mm-hmm. whiskeys. This, it hits me like a rye because of the spice that's that's in this. Mm-hmm. Whether it be pepper or whatever mystery spice that they put in there to call, air quote, <laughs> spice. It's um, it's spice. And after the initial oakiness of it, at least what I'm calling oakiness, um, comes in and slaps you around for a bit, you're, you're really confronted with, with a lot of spice. Mm-hmm. A lot of pepper, and then once the mouth burn goes away from you know the alcohol of it, you're left with quite a bit of a of a pepper spice yeah. finish, yeah. which I really do enjoy. It's yeah. like it's rye but with a different spice. I feel like that that pepper is part of, if not most of, that burn that that you do very well could be what which pepper is it? That is I do it not just know. black peppercorns or is it serrano? So I I don't think it's you know, serranos or whatever, but or, or jalapenos or any kind of like you know bell peppers or whatever, mm-hmm. Not, nothing like mm-hmm. that. I, I I believe it's a spice. Yeah, I just don't know. I, I would think so. I would guess black peppercorn because it's probably the most one of the most common out there. But I don't know. But yeah, it it definitely leaves you with a lingering pepper uh, finish, and I really like it. It says on here, uh, produced in very small batches, typically 24 barrels or fewer per batch, and aged for around eight years. Mr.'s US 1 really is a great bourbon. Teasing with caramel, vanilla, and dried fruit notes, this is a very pleasant drink to both spend time with and to enjoy through the night. And you absolutely could. This is is very good. This is very good. And this is a $45 bottle. $45. Yeah, like for this, like come on, this is this is great. In reading through uh, the history of the distillery, it is uh, they don't have anything documented for proof, but they they say that uh, historical lore is that George Washington actually stopped in there to purchase whiskey for his men in Delaware. Hmm. I hope he saved his receipt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, they've. I wonder what year. I'm blanking on the 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 original name of it, but they've been around quite a long time. I I, I believe that they officially as Mitchers has been around since the mid 18 18th century. I'm sure their label says so yeah, somewhere on there. It says that yeah, 1753. 1753 is when it was established. Okay, okay. So yeah, mid 18th century, perfect. It always drives me nuts when they do that. You mm-hmm. know, like like that's the way it has to be. The 18th century is, is the 1700s. Yep. It's yep. like, come on, why? Mm-hmm. To yeah. me, it's not the 18th until 18 happens, but mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> but yeah, 1753. That's um, it's a super cool building too. They they do most of their their uh, distilling is actually about an hour south of Louisville. They've got mm-hmm. a huge production warehouse where they literally do thousands and thousands of barrels. Yeah, that, that's plenty of time for George uh, Washington to uh, know and become familiar with the the distillery and mm-hmm. the people there. And like, let me tell you boys, when we're done with this war, we're going to go down to Mister's and I'm going to buy everybody a bottle or, or whatever, whatever it was he said. I don't know, but I've looked at this several times, so I'm going to pass this on over to you. But what this, do we got here? This is something that I picked up on the distillery tour. Uh, it was just basically a, uh, a flavor profile wheel that kind of equates the type of finish with different flavors in the profile. And very wow, interesting. You got fresh oak, toasted oak, charred oak and microbiological we'll start with that one yeasty bread dough malt extract cookie dough buttered popcorn Uh buttered popcorn is yeasty Hmm. i'll be damned earthy 
Mushroom shoebox, wet cardboard <laughs> shoebox. <laughs> yeah, musty and leather. We've had uh, we've one had or le- two. we've had leather. Yeah, leather. Yeah, leather hits. Yeah, and it goes on here uh, under fresh oak. We got tannic, lactone, herbaceous, woody, and resin. Under toasted oak, we got spicy, sweet, and vanilla. Charred oak, we've got toasty, smoky, and nutty, with uh, you know five or so different uh flavor profiles underneath it yeah i'm definitely going to look at that probably probably after the uh and i and the, I, the second tasting i saved these tokens too these were on top of each of my tasting glasses during the tasting so every single one of their offerings uh like i said everything they go into the barrel at 103 mm-hmm. proof whereas the industry is 125 proof so on the tasting you'll see that that, that first white uh, yeah. rye it says barreled at 125 proof that is one that they do not sell they do not sell a 125 proof rye they make that specifically for their tours and and tastings so that you can have to have that point of comparison so we actually started the the tasting with that one that would drive me fun fucking nuts it was super hot it burned all the way down and he he ch- <laughs> the guy chuckled and he goes he goes this is the our palate cleanser so this will all right this will basically erase any potential burn from here on out because we've all already right. we've already numbed all those taste buds all right all um, right but again wanting to compare what a hotter version of their rye was and then it followed up with their their regular you'll also notice the rye says single barrel all of their ryes yeah. are single barrel, okay. um, whereas everything else becomes small batch until you get into the uh, the ten and twenty year uh, offerings. Single barrel barreled at one hundred and three proof Kentucky straight rye whiskey. I believe it's it, it gets bottled at 86? 80, 84.8. Okay, which is was delicious. It was a fantastic rye. It was I actually bet. the first time out of all of I I've had all of them except for the rye until that that tasting, and so it was it was a nice pleasant. Probably better than that Knob Creek I was dipping into the other day. <laughs> I, I made a I made an old fashioned like a simple. You what know, was old the proof on that one? Do you remember? I would I'd venture at least a hundred. Yeah, it was it was it was at least a hundred. Um, I think Probably it was in the, in the picture. I don't know if did I. I send you a picture of it yeah or did i just tell you about it sometimes i just sometimes i don't do either one i'm just in it <laughs> in it yeah it's right out of hunter proof knob creek kentucky straight rye whiskey hunter hunter proof 50 percent alcohol but i guess if, if you know your your uh, liquor labels and that was kind of a redundancy but uh, yeah the the next little um taster cover here kentucky straight bourbon whiskey that's what we're tasting right now. Yep, and this this is a mighty fine whiskey or bourbon. This is this is very good. Does it does it have the uh, percentage of corn in it? They did not have that uh, in any of the notes. But it has to be at least fifty one percent to be bourbon. Yep. Thanks to this podcast, I know that now. <laughs> Up next is what we're going to try next: the sour mash whiskey, forty three percent alcohol at eighty six proof. A little bit lower proof. A little bit lower proof. It's not aged quite as long. And what makes it a sour mash is the mash bill is not quite up to being considered a bourbon. It's also not quite up to being considered a rye. Mm-hmm. It's kind of in that, that right no man's in land right in between there. And the the description that, that I pulled from there talks about it starting like a bourbon and finishing like a rye. Uh, and, okay. and it really does kind of have both characteristics. And I've heard a lot of people say that it's their favorite because it becomes the best of both worlds. It, it has a little bit of everything. It's got your your nice caramel 
uh, toffee notes that you would get in a bourbon, and you get that nice rye spice at the end with a little bit of heat. I'm picking up um, on the finish on this um, this bourbon that we're tasting now, the Mister's uh, Small Batch mm-hmm. Bourbon Whiskey. I'm picking up uh, some on on the barley. Mm-hmm. That uh, not seeing. Oh, it's supposed to be on the nose. I'm picking up as far as the taste goes. It's coming in like the finish is uh, a mix between barley and and pepper. I'm liking it. So next little uh, taster lid you got here, unblended American whiskey. Yeah, and you said they had to set up. Um, uh, That's the one that a whole new category that uh, a whole new category got created specifically for that one. And they didn't mention anyone by name, but they said that a lot of other distillers have kind of entered that category since then. But uh, they seem to be doing, still doing pretty good. Yeah, and it's 83 proof. So that's, yeah. we're, we're creeping, that's probably the, the closest they had to anything mm-hmm. that, that would be tavern strength, so yeah. to speak. 80 proof. I currently don't have a bottle of that. I, I used to have a little bit left, but... Uh, but it's it's gone now. That would actually be a really good one to maybe consider comparing to the blackened. Okay, okay. And American whiskey is super popular, mm-hmm. super popular. And then last but not least, uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, ten year. That was the surprise. That was not listed and advertised. And according to our tour guide. He said, one, the tour was on a Saturday, so last day of the week, and it, we were the last tour of his for the day, so he surprised us with a tasting of their 10-year bourbon, and mm. my mind was just completely blown. I mean, mm. a bourbon that had zero heat and tasted like pure liquid butterscotch ice cream. Wow. It was, it was the creaminess was the consistency of ice cream, and it was butterscotch all day long. It was so so good. This is close. the 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 eight year, mm-hmm. yeah, the eight year that we're that we're tasting right now, is close to that. It is not so much butterscotch, no creaminess. Yeah, really, to to speak of. And I, and I don't know any more of the specific differences except for you'll notice that one is also a small batch. Yeah, the single barrel. Single barrel, sir. Yeah. That one is a, is a single barrel versus small batch. That one is super stupid hard to find, too. And they only have it available in very limited allotments once or twice a year at their own distillery. That, mm. That's how rare it is. And the absolute best prices I've been able to find so far on it are 300 plus. Wow. Flavier has it for 587 I think. Wow. I will not be buying it from them. No, maybe with a couple more subscriptions. We'll think maybe about with it. a couple more subscriptions. And we, you know, speaking of <laughs> subscriptions, thank you, uh, listeners, for um, uh, checking out our uh, the uh, the store mm-hmm. uh, on uh, com and uh, uh, checking out the uh, the different links that we have there, um, the uh, the affiliate links through Amazon and the Flavier link. Uh, we've had one or two of you at least uh, sign up for Flavier. And um, you're getting a free bottle of bourbon or, or whiskey or whatever mm-hmm. of your choice. And um, so so will we. We'll get to pick one and we will try it out uh, here on the here on the on the show. Yeah. On the podcast. You know, just about a block, I think maybe a half a block from uh, the Fort Nelson Mitchers Distillery, mm-hmm. which is a, is the location in downtown Louisville, is actually the official Bourbon Trail Welcome Center start. We did not have an opportunity to, to peek our head in there when we were there, but... The Bourbon Trail? <clears throat> the start of the Bourbon Trail mm. Welcome Center 
is about a half a block away from Mitchers. Hmm. What do you do on the bourbon trail? Uh, you drink a lot of bourbon. <laughs> I'm a fan of bourbon. 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 This is, especially this one. This one's really good. So for nose, I gave it a four. Palette, I gave it another four. I might have should have probably dropped that down to three and a half. But I mean, when the finish comes in, that three and a half comes right back to a four. Mm-hmm. So I just I left palette at a four. <clears throat> bottle presentation, it's a it's a decent looking bottle. Mm-hmm. They put some mm-hmm. thought into it. I like the shape of the bottle. I like the uh, the cork top. Mm-hmm. Even it is composite or is it? Cork? It is a cork top. Oh mm-hmm. wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought it was composite. Either way, um, it's a cool looking uh, label, but <clears throat> I don't know. It didn't wow me. I like it, but it didn't wow me. So that's why I gave it a three. Okay. So my total came up to seven and a half. All right. But I thought it... That's that's a good rating. Yeah. I mean, I would have... Otherwise, I would have given this um, um, an eight and a half rating Mm -hmm. out of a a Mm -hmm. one one to ten. Breaking this out is kind of keeping us a little bit more... Yeah. Honest, maybe. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right term, but more, more, it's just real, more of a realistic. It's just a better damn rating system. Yeah. You know, and, and more I, thought, accurate. I thought maybe, maybe, you know, you and I, we came up with using the, the bottle label or whatever, mm-hmm. the labeling, the packaging or whatever. Until earlier today, I was listening to the episode where um, Chandler brought it up. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was like, go ahead, use it. It's free. But when the episode airs, I'll sue the <laughs> shit out of everybody, whatever it was he said. But but that was that was pretty funny. But um, yeah, it, uh, we came up with that idea that night. I think he had the idea, and then you you had the idea of taking the idea and running with it by um, doing uh, like kind of a blind taste test with no, uh, yeah. the, the labels and then trying to figure out which taster goes with which bottle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, based on reading the book by its cover. Yep. Anyway, that's that. What did you uh, What did you come up with on your rating? I gave it a four on the nose as well, mm-hmm. and then I moved on to a four and a quarter on the palate. Mm-hmm. Gave it a four for the finish, and I gave the bottle presentation a uh, four and a quarter. Four and a quarter on yeah. bottle presentation. Yeah, you know, great shape bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's not it's it's not a unique shape bottle to right. them. It, it's a standard type shape, but knowing how long they've been around and distilling. I like and I appreciate their kind of the old, very nostalgic, historical kind of a approach to the the labels on there. We've mm-hmm. you've got you've got a round uh, badge on the front of it. It's got the square info label on the back side of it at the it, base of the neck. Mm-hmm. It, it's got a, a full neck band, and then it also has uh, a little flag on the neck as well. And then yeah. it also has the the tape that kind of yeah. goes up. And over, and it's not bottled in bond or anything, right? But it's just again, it's that extra little something. And I went ahead and part of my four and a quarter that I gave for these. When you go down to your local liquor store, this is what you're going to buy. You're going to get the bottle mm-hmm. as is. Uh, and in 45, 45 to forty eight is kind of what I've seen it for locally mm-hmm. here. Uh, I think I. Sp- I think I paid 50 for these actually at the distillery, but I was okay with paying a couple extra dollars because of the experience being there. But then I also got these cool yeah, it also um, came. boxes that it came yeah. in that are actually stamped with their Fort Nelson distillery little flag 
mm-hmm. on there. And so that's get, worth get, an extra five bucks. Getting the presentation box and the and the bottle, mm-hmm. kind of collectively the presentation. Gave it a four and a quarter, giving my overall rating an eight and a quarter. Eight and a quarter. All right. All right. So seven and a half, eight and a and quarter. If, if you didn't have, did you give it a one to ten? Like if you if you didn't have this rating system? I didn't, but I think it would be pretty close to that. Pretty close to that. Yeah, mine went up a full point. Just, I mean, without the rating system. Mm-hmm. Just the arbitrary, how do I feel about it? <laughs> Whatever rating system. I like it. So uh, do you have any uh, closing thoughts on this on this uh, Mitchter's small batch bourbon whiskey? I've been drinking Mitchter's for, for a while now, and, and it is one of my go-to favorites. I, I think it's an easy daily drinker, and I think it's also a, a very nice, for lack of a better term, special occasion drink. It works very well by itself. Uh, neat in the glass and i've tried it in a variety of different cocktails and it works very well as a a cocktail you know having a 91.4 proof helps that a little bit you know it's a little bit a little bit higher than a lot of other bourbons it's not too high but i think it's high enough that it, it it gets the job done how many bottles of this have you had before if i were to venture a guess i would probably say over the years i've probably had 10 or so it's it's become as of recent, uh, and I don't know if it's maybe a combination of popularity and them just gaining traction in distribution or whatever. But I feel like recently it's becoming easier to find. There for a while, I might see a bourbon on the shelf and only their bourbon, and then not see it again for another eight ten months. But in that time frame, I might see their rye show up. Mm-hmm. And then I won't see the rye for a while, and then I'll see the I've the sour mash. I've actually in the last four or five years, I've only ran across it one or two times in the local stores here. So that was one of the reasons why I went ahead and picked up the sour mash while I was there, because that one still is a little bit harder to find. Mm. But typically, I, I I see the rye all the time. Most liquor stores nowadays, I usually always see the rye, and I'm starting to see the bourbon quite regularly uh, as of recent. But but there was a time where it, it would be a shot in the dark, you know, if if I'd be able to find it and and uh, see it out in the wild. Well, that's very cool. <clears throat> I have it written down here, uh, partially based upon your you know verbal assessment of it. A long loved go to favorite. Mitchers works great neat or mixed into a cocktail. Delight daily or occasionally, and you will never be let down. A must try. I like it. I like it. So uh, that brings us to our next tasting, the Mitchers US1 Sour Mash Whiskey. What all uh, can you tell us about that one? This one rides the line. It's it's not a bourbon. It's not a rye. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of s- somewhere in between on that. You know, Part of the description that I pulled from there says, I spy a bourbon or rye. Something beginning with S? That's right, neither. We're talking about sour mash whiskey, Mister's to be exact. Established in 1753 by John Schenck in Pennsylvania's Blue Mountain Valley, they're one of the oldest active distilleries in the United States. Teaming up with Mister's president, Joseph L. Magliocco, in the 1990s, Richard Dick Newman resurrected the brand in Louisville, Kentucky, where Mister's have been bottling their exquisite whiskeys, bourbons rise ever since. And somewhere in here, it says, uh, Mister's original Sour Mash was the most popular product during the 70s and 80s, and now it's back with a vengeance. Joining their US-1 line in 2012, this whiskey stays true to the profile and palate of its predecessor. 
Misters dubbed its champion after the spirits production process in which previously fermented mash is used as the starter for the new batch, like making sourdough bread, except better because it's whiskey. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of cool. They, they take a part of the mash from mm-hmm. the previous version and use that as a starter uh, going forward. And that's what I what I thought sour mash was. Mm-hmm. But I guess doing that puts it in that, that kind of weird Goldilocks zone between burnt whiskey and rye. That also plays into why it, it cannot be categorized as a bourbon or a rye mm-hmm. is because you are starting with a already spent mm-hmm. uh part of your your mash sadly they do not give any of their mash bill information so we don't really know where those percentages kind of lie except for it does say although it's unique grain selection prevents it from being categorized as bourbon or rye it doesn't stop mitchers us one sour mash from starting off like the former and finishing like the latter. Mm-hmm. It's Mitchers' way of masterfully pushing their mash bill envelope right to the edge of the rye realm without tipping over. Great to sip on its own. Sour mash whiskey is also perfect for a bourbon-based cocktail or a barbecue sauce ingredient to pour over your chicken on a hot summer's day. It's been a while, but there was a time where I used to kind of make my own barbecue mm-hmm. sauce and that, and even though I don't eat pork or mm-hmm. chicken or mm-hmm. beef anymore, I love the shit out of seafood. Mm-hmm. And I particularly really love a good barbecue grilled salmon. With barbecue sauce? With, mm-hmm. Really? Okay. If you never had a, a barbecued salmon, oh man. Not especially not with barbecue sauce on it. We'll have to do that one of these days. All right, we'll fire all up right. the grill and all that. But this got me thinking. It's like, ooh, I could see a nice, you know, because because a lot of places have a a bourbon barbecue sauce. It's pretty easy to make. The sour mash, I I could see it. I could see it making a really good mm-hmm. barbecue sauce. So yeah, we might have to try that. And I've made it three or four times, and each time it's been with Jim Beam because it's cheap. Yep. it's there. I like it. Can't go wrong and with it's it. it's like, what is it? It's like ketchup, onion, garlic, molasses, just a, a handful of ingredients. And it just, it goes and goes. It lasts quite a while. You cook it down until it's real thick. I like it. But we're not so, talking about barbecue no. sauce. We're talking <laughs> about... Make me hungry. Right. We're talking about this here sour mash but from Mr. Yeah. This is, uh, the style is classified as a grain whiskey. Mm. It does not have a age statement on there. So I, I think I remember the guy t- telling me that their sour mash is roughly between five and seven year. All right. So, so it's a little bit younger than the bourbon, but I think that's okay. And again, it, it is also at the $45 price point. The uh, The color on this is described as caramel versus amber. Mm-hmm. And, and I gave it a swirl around the glass because you said mm-hmm. like hardcore whiskey enthusiast snobs, tasters, they can tell the difference. So I'm, what I'm looking for is the, the heavy drip line around the, the top mm-hmm. of the ridge and lots of ribbony, ribbonings, ribbons, whatever, yeah. and the in the and the legs. And I can see a little bit, so I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be all the way across. But the, the hard drip line around the top, that is, I think that's unique to this. I don't remember mm-hmm. ever seeing mm-hmm. that before, and that's really cool. You know, if, if we had these just by themselves. Wow, that is wild on the nose. Isn't it? If we had these each by themselves, I don't know if I could tell you 
the difference in the colors and mm-hmm. what's the difference between a amber and a caramel color. Mm-hmm. But we've got both bottles sitting side by side here. And it's a slight difference, but it's noticeable. They're, they're very, very similar. They're in the, the right, the same ballpark, but the sour mash is just a little bit, maybe, maybe not as bright in color, a little bit more of a, that muted mm-hmm. medium, yeah, more caramely. Caramel marmally. It's great on the nose. There's a lot going on on the nose. I think this one actually may have more going on mm-hmm. on the nose. It definitely than the does. Because to me, the bourbon had uh, some some caramely kind of vanilla y, maybe some peppery mm-hmm. spice to it. You got a little bit of a, a floral element there. Yeah, I was going to say floral. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what floral. Um, I was going to say maybe hibiscus. The way it tastes, yeah, smells through this, but I don't. I don't know. I like hibiscus tea, but I, I don't really get to drink a whole lot of it. But it's got it's got a, a similar kind of smell to it that you find in, mm-hmm. in sour mm-hmm. mash, and that's got to be because of that mash starter that yep. they bring over. Yep, I'm ready to try it on the palate. Let's what do you do think? It. Yep, there's definitely a some kind of a fruity element to mm-hmm. it as well. And the fruitiness transfers mm-hmm. uh, to the palate. It, it just follows it all the way down. It's got some oakiness to it. Oh, and it's there on the finish, too. That that oak is there start to finish. Yeah, and so is uh, that, that fruitiness that you were talking about. What does it say here? An ascension from sweet, smoky fruits, definitely, gliding towards flavors of caramel and honeyed vanilla. I'd very much agree with all that. This is mm-hmm. a, this one's really good. I like it better, I like it better than uh, the bourbon. It says the finish is a hotter rye-like finish with lingering fruit and floral notes of the start. I don't think it's hotter. No? I don't think it's hotter on the palate or the finish. The bourbon had more of a spice to it. I think the finish is a little longer. It's longer, but it's, it's sweeter. Yeah. And fruitier. Mm-hmm. Fruitier. I hope we didn't mix our glasses. Because <laughs> they're, not, they're not mixed up here. Or, I mean, they're, they're not labeled here. I don't know what the hell I just said. Stupid whiskey got me talking backwards. <laughs> you know, a side note, Katie and I were talking the other day, and she, uh, she had the idea that maybe we can have her back on the show. Uh-oh. And she thinks it would be a great test, a, a great experiment to do a full-blown blind taste and let her pour all of our samples to where everything is completely out of sight, item out of mind, and have her serve us three or four different tastings. Okay. And then do our own blind taste. I'm like, oh, well, you going to get on this too? Oh, no. <laughs> she wants to be the ringleader. I'm trying to work on my rating as we go here. Do you know what we have upstairs? More whiskey. Banana bread. Oh, I'm, I'm a big fan of banana bread. <laughs> There's also some uh, peanut butter brownies. I loves me some peanut butter brownies. And I saw her take the uh, the kosher salt and... Oh, she did that, huh? Yeah, listener, you can't see that, but like he had his, his arm coiled up like a snake. <laughs> ready to strike but instead of snake mouth he was rubbing the he was rubbing the mouth bumping the gums <laughs> to uh make the the salt you know drip down whatever french, french chef like is is that what the guy was french chef whatever yeah. that guy was mm-hmm. he'd let it drip down his forearm and blow on it mm-hmm. here i am making the movement <laughs> like they can see it through the through the through their earphones hey it's not as bad as me trying to get my microphone to smell the <laughs> The whiskey. <laughs> I don't remember which one that was, but I was like, "It was pretty early." <laughs> you, well, it may you have been early the microphone on. like it was your best fucking friend. You're like, "Hey, you gotta try this microphone. Try it." 
Oh, you don't have a nose. <laughs> You're an electronic ear. <sighs> Good times. It may have been early on in the podcast, but it, I think it was later in the evening of that <laughs> episode. Yeah, yeah. It's time to time to figure out our ratings here. Mm-hmm. And it looks like I'm getting some uh, some comments going here on my uh, the post. You sent oh, yeah? me a, you sent me a, a picture or. A few. You sent me a few pictures. Yeah. What are people saying? Uh, I will uh, get to that in just All a right. moment. I'll get to that right after we do our, our little rating here. Our little rating. And my one to five rating on the on the four different criteria, it matches my one to ten rating. Okay. Which is weird because I kind of like this one better than the better than the bourbon, and I got the same number. Really? Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. I'll be damned. Yeah, the finish was better. All right, so I agree. on nose, I gave it a four and a half. Palette, four and a half. Finish, five. And bottle presentation, still at a three. Because it's essentially the same label. <clears> it's it just is. got a, uh, it's just <clears throat> dark where the bourbon is lighter. Yeah. That's what I love about that. And that's that's kind of what played into to where I put the the my presentation label is their rye is the same as the bourbon label, except for it's instead of the brown color mm-hmm. for the lettering and the outline it's green okay so it's, it's i would expect that it's the lighter label that parchment kind mm-hmm. of a color with green as as a color and then they use the just like they do in the bourbon one they use the red as as an accent for that and so their sour mash is uh reversed mm-hmm. so it's it's a brown with all the letterings and the outline that parchment color mm-hmm. and we don't have it here but their american whiskey is a dark uh kind blue? of a yeah kind of kind of a uh, a, a dull muted blue all right i, I just threw the guess out there because yep. it, that's what it was on your your taster i almost called it a coin it's just the uh the cover mm-hmm. for your for your taster glass keep the the germs out of our tasting glasses like germs could last <laughs> They hit that spirit and poof, I would guess. <laughs> I'm singing squiggly lines. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I came up with a eight and a half, which was uh, my uh, my one to ten rating was uh, the same thing. How about you? What do you got? Uh, I got four and a quarter on the nose, mm-hmm. so I slightly up on my uh, on my nose from the the bourbon. Four and a half on the palate, another quarter raise on the palette finish i went up another quarter four and a quarter for my finish and i gave it the same bottle presentation that i gave the bur- the bourbon which was four and a quarter so uh total uh i came up with eight and three quarters eight and three quarters was my final number that's cool that's cool so so yeah you rated this higher than i did and then the, and just to contrast my bourbon wasn't eight and a quarter this mm-hmm. was a half a half a point higher than the bourbon. Yeah, yeah, I think that um, I think that kicked some ass. Did you have the same whiskey glasses in uh, at the distillery? So the dis- oh no, they were little shot glasses, the little communion cup. Th- they were little th- bastards. They were they weren't the quite the Glencairn, but they were a little tulip shaped. But they were okay. they were the smaller uh, versions of that. So if you can picture, okay. you know, these little coins. Which I, I, I guess, yeah, mm-hmm. it's about the same. Um, so it's, yeah, it was about the same opening, but they were only about 
maybe okay. two inches, two and a half inches tall, little short, little squatty things. All right. Do you uh, you have any closing thoughts on the uh, sour mash whiskey? I love the sour mash. Yeah, I, I think it's just like the, their description says. I mean, it's it's a great best of both worlds. You you get a lot of similar characteristics that you would find in any bourbon, and you get the finish of the best of the best rise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at the back of uh, the box here, and it says. Cost be damned. <laughs> Passionate about great whiskeys, our mistress family spares no expense in our efforts to offer the greatest American whiskey possible. Mm. And I remember our tour guide saying that a couple different times throughout the tour. Cost be damned. And that's in quotes. So I, I, I think I remember them saying that uh, one of their, their early founders was quoted saying that in reference to ingredients and and mm. and process um on you know why they go mm. into the barrel at the lower proof and you know all these different aspects so quality over cost mm-hmm. well i went ahead and i wrote down uh, this little synopsis uh, a unique and much welcomed variant to mitchers bourbon this sour mash takes everything to a new level a new level of greatness everything you love about bourbons and rise in one bottle a must try i like it very cool very cool. I like it. I like it. And, uh, dear listener, if you're looking for these things that it might be a little hard to find, I think it's worth the effort to uh, try to hunt this down and try to look for it. Some of the comments in the uh, Kansas City Whiskey Guild uh, post that I made. Tanner says, Mitchters is one of my favorite bourbons. Super delicious. Jerry says, I've really enjoyed this small batch. I guess most of these are small batch that they have to offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a bottle of the Sour Mash, but haven't cracked it open yet. Jerry, you got to try this. Be curious what you think about it. So, so this is what we think about it, Jerry. Try it. Crack that <laughs> bottle open. It is a must try. Nick says, they're okay. For the price, I think the value is fair, but didn't blow me away. Okay. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. That, that's your assessment. The Sour Mash I felt opened up uh, after a couple of weeks. I basically hated my first few pours until I grounded it for a few months uh, before it could come out and play again. Uh, after it's grounded, it was nicer to my palate. And that does have a, a laugh reaction on it. Is that you? Did you? Probably. It, yeah, you did. Yeah, 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 that was you. That's that's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, Brandon says, Mitchter's bourbon is terrific. Never tried the sour mash. Thinking face. <laughs> Justin says, uh, I have drank many bottles of both and currently have a stockpile of both. <laughs> it's nice to see them becoming more available. Yep. Uh, they are among some of my favorites and always a good daily drinker. Uh, they also are very different, so be ready for that. Hope you enjoy. I definitely did, Justin. It was, yeah. it was very good. And we both agreed that a daily drinker, that this would be great for a, yeah. a daily drinker. Uh, Sam Sam says definitely solid for the price and are usually fairly easy to find. But you had said uh, sometimes they could be a little tricky to find. They used to be. They, okay. They, they have over the last couple of years they they've become relatively easy to find. I know Stanley Station. The last handful of times I've been in there, they've had both the bourbon and the rye. Okay. Sometimes I'll go in there and they'll have the bourbon and the American whiskey. Sometimes I'll go in there they'll have the rye and, you know, whatever. Okay. Um, and you don't have any of the others except for the 
bourbon and the sour mash. Those are the only two I picked up just because they, out of all four of them, those are my two favorites. Okay. Okay. And until my tour, I had not had the rye. Okay. But I will probably pick myself up a bottle now that I have had the rye because excellent. It's also yeah. You tasty. said it was really good. Uh, Jake says both are good, pretty unique in their own way. Originally, I was all about their bourbon, but that sour mash has grown on me. Man, I I don't know yeah. what people. Or thinking sour mash is like some of my favorite stuff it's like rye sour mash and then just regular bourbon mm-hmm. and i'm a big fan of bourbon so like i don't know what that tells you probably nothing <laughs> <laughs> richard says uh was recently able to do a blind of the us1 series my rankings first sour mash to a whiskey to b rye and four bourbon Where's number three, Richard? What are you doing to me, man? I mean, are you putting number two, whiskey at number two, and, and rye at number three? What? Why is it 2A and 2B? You're, you're fucking with me, Richard. That's what you're doing. I don't appreciate it. I do appreciate the comment, though. That's, that's pretty funny. I'm going to find you, Richard. I'm going to find you. I demand an explanation. Maybe his ratings were equal, and so they, they both came in at two. And so well, then why wouldn't, is not, why wouldn't bourbon come in at three? Well, because you have four total, and so... So he's tried the, I mean, the American? Isn't that what you said? Yeah. Sour mash, whiskey, rye, bourbon. So uh, he's missing the yeah. American. Well, didn't you, you said whiskey, though, right? Yeah. Is that, is that what... That, that, that's what he's referring to, yeah. Okay, okay. Their, their regular whiskey is their American whiskey. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for explaining it to me. Because <laughs> I was getting a little hot under the collar. I'm going to have to track him down. Damn it, Richard. I'm gonna <laughs> Explain yourself. Heath says, I really like the sour mash. It is an excellent pour. And Heath, I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, Brian says, I think that's a good idea. What the hell did I write? I said, about to try these. I said, about to try these out. Thoughts? That's a great idea. Let's try them out. <laughs> Shit. All comments. Ah, uh, social. Bring it back down. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle says, my single favorite distillery. There you go. So I guess he's a he's stoked. He's a fan. I swear, before I saw a uh, I saw another comment on there. All <laughs> comments. There it is. These are both among my favorites. At the Fort Nelson Distillery a couple weeks ago, I got to try the 10-year bourbon. And holy smokes, best thing I ever had. That's Wayne. Somebody Wayne. (laughs) Who? I don't know. We'll have to find him, see if he wants to come on the podcast. (laughs) Good times. Well, dear listener, if you're looking for a delightful bourbon, uh, one that will not disappoint, definitely check out Mitchter's Small Batch Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Uh, it retails for roughly $45, and you cannot go price one with that price point, two with this bourbon, period. It's just so good. We both uh, agreed it's a long-loved go-to favorite of W2s. Uh, Mitchters works great mixed into a cocktail or neat. I have yet to try it in a cocktail. Uh, we're going to remedy that that problem, <laughs> air quote problem, here pretty soon. Uh, delight. Daily or occasionally, and you will never be let down. It's a must try. And if you're uh, if you're a fan of sour mash, which is somewhere between a uh, a bourbon and a rye, uh, if you like the best of both worlds, or if you like both bourbon and rye, then you should have no problem loving sour mash. Yep. 
uh, we uh, we assessed it's uh, a unique and much welcome variant to Mister's Bourbon. Uh, this sour mash takes everything to a new level of greatness. Everything you love about bourbons and rice in one bottle. A must try. So, I don't know. I think something's going on with that assessment because uh, I'm calling it a variant to bourbon whiskey, uh, to their bourbon whiskey, but um, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's something about that's not quite sitting right with me. Doesn't matter. Both are a must yeah. try. If you like bourbons, great. Try it. You're, you're probably going to love this or at least like it a whole lot. Same mm-hmm. thing with the with the sour mash. We mentioned that you know there is a slight distinction in colors. Yeah, but for all intents and purposes, they're the same color whiskey, but are extremely different flavor profiles. Definitely. Yeah, on the mouth, totally different. Yeah. I mean, you you do have you do have hints of bourbon, mm-hmm. you do have hints of rye, but. You also got hints hints of the um, of the of the starter the the sour yeah. the sour mash starter like you said kind of like sourdough starter mix mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. a little bit left over from the previous batch they keep it alive because that <laughs> keep shit, it going friendship that, bread that shit is alive I love friendship bread it's stupid good but yeah so this is like friendship whiskey friendship whiskey keep it Share the love. Share the love. Hey, it's like sore dick. You can't beat it. <laughs> Banana bread. Got to throw all of it in there. <laughs> Friendship. <laughs> Doing the thing with the arm. Uh, so that's... Uh, uh, any closing thoughts? I like it. I, <laughs> you've said that a few times. Uh, you know what? And I'm glad. I'm glad you like it because I, I agree. I like it too. And uh, so uh, check it out, dear listener, and, and keep an eye on uh, savertheburn.com for um, official releases as far as um, uh, our, our tastings and our, our reviews go, um, our, our cocktails, and the ingredients that we have. Uh, check out the store. Uh, we'll be giving away one of the uh, uh, bar toolkits. Uh, you go in the store and you check it out. If you just got to fucking have it now, go ahead and buy it. You'll, no. you'll get yourself a, a cool bar toolkit. Uh, you're helping a small business, and you're supporting the podcast because it's an affiliate link. We get a little bit of a kickback on that. Same thing with anything uh, there in the, in the store. No. Uh, if you are interested in trying uh, a, a wide variety of different things regularly, what is it, three, four times a, a year? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Quarterly. Quarterly, and, and getting a bottle of something you either like, love, or just have wanted to try, mm-hmm. um, check out the link to... Um, Flavier.com. Uh, there's a there's an affiliate link there, and um, when you sign up and you get your first bottle, so does Savor the Burn. Uh, we well we don't get our first bottle, but we we do get a bottle, and uh, we will be happy to give you props uh, for signing up. Heck yeah, uh, signing up for it. And uh, but uh, yeah, definitely keep checking us out on uh, on uh, socials: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, YouTube, most especially, that's where the giveaway happens uh, through your subscribe. We're gonna pick a name from the list of subscribers, and and uh, it's gonna be completely random. We might print out uh, uh, the list of subscriber names, cut them up, throw them in a fishbowl, and <laughs> pick one out. Maybe we'll have Henry pick it out. There we go. That'd be cool. Uh, you, uh, if you want to send us an email, send your email to info at savertheburn.com. You can email me personally at. Jonathan at savertheburn.com or Mr. Wizard Fingers himself, uh, W2 at savertheburn.com. Uh, let's see here. Did I forget anything? 
Oh, thanks for listening to us on your favorite podcast app of choice, including but not limited to Spotify, Audible, Apple Podcasts, Google, Samsung, and Amazon Music. Got it. Perfect. So, uh, whether you're drinking mixtures, uh, bourbon or sour mash, or uh, something entirely different, no matter who you're with, no matter what you're drinking, no matter where you are, always remember, dear listener, to keep on burning. burning.